Yo, Elliot. What Yo, is up? Darius. <laughs> Nothing much. <laughs> so um, to start this venture called the Cancelled Podcast. I am, and I'd like to start this off the same way as Whitney Cummings. Darius, are we friends? <laughs> <laughs> I believe so. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we were just talking about this the other day. How did we? How did we meet? Or we? We? I think we both forgot, but. Um, I remember mostly it was at the, the DARPA robotics competition. Like, yeah. Uh, you were one of the participants for one of the teams, and I was uh, one of the attendees, me, some other colleagues from school, and uh, it was somewhere out in California, I believe, and I think it was 2015, yeah. 2016, something like that. 2015, I think, yeah, Pomona, California, and we had to I had to drive out there. You had to bus out there with everybody. Yeah. But I think that's when we met. So yeah, you were in mechanical engineering mm -hmm. and we were both getting into robotics and you were seeing what robotics were out there. Exactly. Yeah, for me, it was like a good little introduction to what robotics could be and kind of seeing what kind of opportunities were out there like as an engineering student. Because um, I believe at the time you were starting your master's program and for me, I was finishing, well, it's probably like junior year, I think, junior year of mechanical. And then I also picked up my CS degree as well. And um, that's when I really started seeing the possibilities of blending both the mechanical aspect and the programming, uh, programming aspect of it as well. Yeah, with computer science. Yeah. Yeah, no, that was very, that, I guess that was very inspiring for you. Kind of the opposite for me, I was getting my my soul crushed. I was realizing that like robotics is really hard and it's like, oh, I, I don't think I want to do this anymore. It's too, <laughs> it's too much, but that was useful information for me to know. Oh, but, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think that was it. We, we met in like around 2015. I was doing my second bachelor's in computer science and I was like starting out that year. And then um, 2016, I graduated, but then that's like, cause I, and I saw you around the UNLV campus. I was like, I, I know him. I think I forgot your name for a good solid like six months and I didn't remember. And I was just waiting for someone else to say your name. But uh, <laughs> uh, then when I started my master's program, I think that's when, like, when did we start talking again? I don't know. <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> I don't even remember, but uh, we were applying again for a robotics like grant. We wanted to get a free robot that we could experiment on. Yep. And we had to write like a, like a little essay on what we were going to do with it. Yep, like a little proposal on the features we were going to create because it was going to utilize computer vision. Um, mm -hmm. Something it was going to be on the Golang as well, Google's Golang. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't remember the in-between to how we got from like the intro to, to there. <laughs> good connections, I guess. Good natural connections. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I... I don't know. Uh, I think we just we ran into some of the same circles, but but yeah, you you were probably one of the most uh, organized students I think I I ever met at UNLV. Like I, I don't know if I knew anyone <laughs> who I could confidently say was doing more than you. Um, what did you do? I, I feel like there should be a whole episode on your time management skills. You had that <laughs> binder, that big thick white binder, right? You had your like color coded classes. At every hour of the day, you knew what you were going to be doing and who you'd be doing it with. Yep. Oh, yeah. Even in um, my background on my phone, it used to be an Excel sheet that would help me like balance things out. It helped me balance out my studies. Um, 
my time with like student organizations, doing my leadership stuff, and eventually try to like balance sleep and like a social life as well. But yeah, it was a whole Excel sheet. Um, it would have my lecture times, my study times, my lab times, my lunch time. <laughs> it was very... Where did you get like that? Honestly, I don't know. I don't know when it originated, but I was reviewing some of my old documents recently. And it turns out even when I was 21, I did something similar. Because at 21, mm. I planned out my entire birthday month and I made it to probably eight out of 10 of the events that I've, I put on like a little calendar. And some <laughs> of them were like literally back to back on the same day. So it's like, you'll be here at three o'clock to five o'clock, then at 5.30 event number two, so on and so forth. So I don't know where it originated from, but it's a skill that I developed and I've been more aware of with recent years. No, time management, project management, it's, it's huge. But, but yeah, you just always seem like a very driven guy. Like I remember you said that you were a sneakerhead in high school and I had to like understand what you were saying, but, but you almost <laughs> had like a small business uh, based all around shoes. Yes. Oh yeah. I like buying um, and selling shoes. At one point, the highest profit that I made within 24 hours was $1,200. And that was um, selling the Air Yeezy 2s that came out. So I, <laughs> you um, remember the model. You remember the brand. <laughs> oh, yeah. It was great money. Because this is also, too, like right after high school, starting college and stuff. So, mm. you know, you remember those moments where I didn't have to work like the hourly part-time job. I was like, let me just sell some shoes. And then that's yeah. a whole paycheck. <laughs> yeah. But no, but a lot of good memories with those like um i'll say probably one of the biggest highlights i had um not talking about like the profit that was probably one of the biggest profit margins but one of the best highlights um that i had was buying a shoe that was very limited it was a limited pair of sb dunks called the november rains they were mid tops mm. and um i purchased them for a hundred dollars wore them for like a year year and a half kept them in like prestige condition end up selling them online for 125 dollars uh, um, not including shipping so i worn them out for a year and still end up making a 25 dollar profit that's like that's way better than cars even <laughs> that's just so many yeah Man. it was fun times <laughs> gotcha but uh but do you want to talk about like what happened with the empire? What what caused you to collapse with that? Or oh man, yeah. While I was um starting off my engineering degrees, I was working three jobs at the time: a full time yeah. graveyard, um, a part time on Wednesdays only, and another part timer on weekends. And somewhere in between going to school and managing three jobs, um, I got burglarized. They stole over mm. sixty pairs of shoes. At the time, it was on, it was worth um six thousand dollars approximately based upon like ebay retail uh ebay resale values and craigslist resale mm -hmm. values but then recently i decided to just kind of you know kind of do like a little follow-up to see the value of everything pretty much yeah. if i would have had them all to this day they would have been worth like twelve thirteen thousand dollars so would have been great to go towards student loans that's for sure but yeah we we talked about it you know you look it up from time to time but that's like the the really downturn is <laughs> it just now you're thinking oh if i had that i would have invested it's like looking at all the bitcoin prices you know and yes. you're like oh if i had just invested back then <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah i uh, met a guy that's a that's a powerful life life lesson though it's really hard oh yeah it, it definitely moved me away from um consumerism a little bit Speaking of Bitcoin, there was one guy I met that was talking about how 
He invested heavily in Bitcoin at the right time, but he was using it on like the dark web, allegedly. So he was uh, like, if I only would have held yeah. on to it, I would have been rich. I was like, yeah, but you're doing illegal stuff. <laughs> he was he was uh, like an Uber or Lyft driver, so I didn't ask him any follow-up questions. I just looked out the window and I was like, all right, this guy's sketchy. <laughs> Yeah, you don't want to hear that from your Uber driver, right? No, not at all. And he's like, I should have invested when Bitcoin was used for, you know, organs and human trafficking. That's when it was really hot. Could have got in. <laughs> I could have bought a whole human from pieces. <laughs> yeah, back then. <laughs> like yeah, a Lego kit. <laughs> Gosh. Yeah. Oh, but like, let's talk a little bit uh, about your background, though, too. Because like, um, I know you said your second bachelor's was in computer science. The first one that you started off with was in philosophy. Yeah. So like, yeah. <laughs> and that kind of gets into the controversial topics and where, <laughs> where I'm coming from. But yeah, I started uh, college a little early. I started at like 16 and I was in community college for two years. Then I graduated a dual high school college program. And then mm -hmm. I went to UNLV and I finished off my first bachelor's degree in philosophy and I was 21. And then I, you know, got a corporate job, but that was awful. And I realized, you know, corporate life is pretty hard. School's great. Stay in school as long as you can. But uh, <laughs> I, yeah, I, I ended up quitting my job and going back to UNLV for computer science uh, because I wanted to work on AI. And I think that's still super awesome. I, I think that's what we should all be working towards. But uh, yeah, it took me another three years from 2013 to 2016 to get my bachelor's in computer science. And soon after that, I started my master's, which I did for two years. Uh, but yeah, I, you know, I, I've studied a lot. I like philosophy, like AI. Um, I started my own YouTube channel. So working a lot on that. And um, I really like to talk about a lot of topics. Like I'm sure, I think when we were hanging out, you know, I probably asked some questions or said some things that were like, are a little ridiculous or off the wall, just to get things going. I want to talk about it. <laughs> What's the, the name of your YouTube channel too? So you can give yourself a shout out. Oh yeah, the shout out. Well, philosopher, scholar, just those. <laughs> just on YouTube, mostly? Yep. Uh, YouTube and like pretty much any platform. If you type philosopher, scholar, it's going to show up. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I think too, like, so you were saying with the, with your philosophy background, that's what kind of like allowed you to expand on wanting to talk about like different topics and talk about things that are controversial and kind of bring them to light, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, just seeing what the other argument is, you know, devil's advocate, um, seeing, where, seeing where the real disagreement is because it's really interesting that people tend to agree on a lot and what they disagree on can be very small, but that's what makes a difference. It's interesting. Okay. So like since we since we are taking on this venture together with like the the canceled podcast, yeah. um, what is your motivation mostly? Like what is what inspired you most to want to go this route with me? And then afterwards, <laughs> I'll, I'll say mine too as well. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, with you in particular, I think that you're willing to talk about a lot of good topics. And I think we're, we're both level-headed. It probably, if you weren't so level-headed, I, I wouldn't be doing this, but uh, <laughs> um, uh, I think at the end of the day, I would hope that people listening to the podcast just feel like, um, feel like they realize the subject is a little more complex than they thought. That the, you know, even if someone thinks differently than you, 
they have different reasons and um it's it's worth thinking about that even if you still disagree and ultimately think they're wrong okay yeah plus this gives a, an opportunity to talk about a lot of things that i you know we wouldn't normally be able to talk about or make a, a full like youtube show on that's true that is very true yeah <laughs> But what about you? I mean, I, I really like this because uh, we'll probably get to troll some people, right? But <laughs> but you seemed very motivated for uh, for getting this done. Yeah, absolutely. So I'll say like the biggest motivator for me is kind of just bringing these kind of con uh, conversations to a general sphere where people may not feel comfortable talking about them in their own private life or if mm. they don't feel like they're in the right environment to discuss these things. Because as you mentioned, it's like since we've been good friends for a while, we've always openly discussed everything rather not if we degree, uh, disagree on them, if we agree on them, you know, we allow each other to kind of speak our piece on whatever topic that we're discussing. And I think that's something that everybody kind of needs to see more mm. just because, you know, we don't have to try to go at each other's throats after each topic. It's like, we can still have right. our own differences and still be friends at the end of the day. And then we could also joke about it because that's what we're also pretty good <laughs> at too. Two goofy dudes that are just super chill. So yeah, I think, I think, I think, more, so. I think ultimately it's like allowing this kind of space to develop where people can see like, oh, look, they have different views, different opinions about things. Not always. Sometimes we'll agree on some stuff too, but at the end mm -hmm. of the day, we still have our friendship and then we're still able to actually utilize our platform in a way that allows others to potentially continue these conversations that are being had on the show. Absolutely. Yeah. I hope they continue it. But uh, I don't know. At the end of this episode, I'm never going to talk to you again. It's over. It's over. <laughs> yeah, it was nice while it lasted. So. Yeah, <laughs> this is unforgivable. No. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, I really hope so. I don't know. Should we? Well, I guess um, should we talk about a couple of the topics that we want to talk about, or oh, you talk like... about controversial topics in general? <laughs> um. So are you saying like more of like a, a run through of what we want to cover, or do you mean like something mm. that's relevant to like today or? Yeah. Uh, it's fun to play with beards, right? It is. That's what they're for. And we got to invite someone on here with no beard, and then we just both double beard them down. Hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. Well, I guess one thing we should ask is, uh, <laughs> I guess, how controversial are we going to get? How controversial do you expect to get uh well you've seen various interactions and threads that we've had on like facebook instagram some of my posts like on stories and stuff various so, interactions. <laughs> <laughs> so there's various things that i think may be considered controversial versus other ones maybe not so much but i definitely think that we're gonna push a few buttons hmm. and um i guess we're gonna have to just see how people address it. Like one thing I always relate with is um, how comedians are, you know, taking up current times. So we're just like, what mm. happened to true freedom of speech, where they're going on stage, saying how they feel and, you know, being a comedian. Like if you compare comedians to back in the day, like Richard Pryor, Eddie Murphy, mm. it's like they were out there with their content freely and people embraced it. But now when you look at modern day comedians, you know, they have to tone it down. They have to mm. basically cater to specific audiences and topics to not get canceled or anything of that nature. And so I think 
for us, it's like, um, well, at least for me, my goal is to kind of bring those days back where people can speak more freely, like, um, while still being respectfully, of course, but still seeing that everyone doesn't have to agree with you to be a decent human being. <laughs> yeah, no, there's definitely an aspect about it of connecting with common humanity that I think we all really need to do. Yeah. Um, and also accepting that, you know, nobody's perfect. We should allow people to grow uh, and not just dig up, you know, something somebody said and just try to cancel them for that. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So that's how I feel is that um, as long as we're hearing everyone out and we get to point out the various areas of things that we agree with, things that we disagree with, and hopefully topics that people want to hear about that are relevant to like modern times. Yeah. I think that's what the ultimate goal of um, the cancel podcast will be. <laughs> so in terms of the level of controversy, I think it's going to depend per episode and people are just going to have to tune in and see what we get into. What kind of crazy antics? <laughs> <laughs> well, my goal is to get this canceled. I mean, we can't even be called the canceled podcast unless we get canceled, right? That is also true. So, I mean, <laughs> I, I, I kind of like that we have those kind of conflicting goals already. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see who wins. We'll see yeah. who wins first. It's like, I want to uh, go as far as we can. And you just want to see it like, stop. <laughs> <laughs> first season, yeah. If we can get this done in one season, then that'll be the goal. All right. But... Cool. I guess uh, one one big argument, though, I, I hear against controversy, which I, I think is important. Like, there are people who are controversial because that's their sole purpose, which is to be controversial. And it's controversy for the sake of controversy. And I think that is kind of negative. That's really just, you know, controversy in and of itself, I don't think is necessarily a bad thing, but it can often be negative. Sometimes it's just about rational disagreement. But, you know, I don't want to be pushing boundaries simply to push the boundary, just simply because it's there. Like, I, I think that's a bad humor. And comedy should have, yeah, I think a purpose, a connection um, to a lot of different things and should be criticized. I agree with that. I agree. So like, I guess I guess we get let our viewers know, like, we're not just here to troll. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't think so. <laughs> because if we were, we'd be really great at it and it would be much better, <laughs> much better at controversy. Exactly. So I, I think um, that's a very valid point. It's like, we're not just here to troll. We'll have our trolly moments. Yeah. But like at the same time, you know, we want to address controversy. Yes. And the greatest troll is convincing people there was never a troll to begin with. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I like that. <laughs> so overall, I'm hoping that... Uh, hoping that we get the audience and the viewers that want to take this take this ride with us and kind of see what we get into each month and kind of see how things go from there definitely yeah anything else you want to talk about <laughs> uh let's see as this is like a good little intro episode for us to kind of allow our viewers to get a better understanding of us like our backgrounds how we met um yeah. hmm I guess one thing I'll say that we can close on is what do you think, what do you think is going to happen at the end of our season? <laughs> um, hmm. uh, I hope we go out with a bang like South Park. Or <laughs> 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 
What do you think is going to happen? <laughs> um, let's see. I think I think we're going to get some people talking. <laughs> and that's going to be the ultimate I hope goal so. to kind of see see how people gravitate towards our content. But I do yes. think with the topics that we're going to present to everyone, there's definitely going to be enough talking points to have people learn a little bit more about who we are and the conversations we're having. So I'm excited. Yeah. <laughs> Me too. Me too. And we hopefully we'll get mentioned by at Little Dicky. We'll see. We will see. That yeah, would be also in like a pinnacle award. Or Childish Gambino. <laughs> Either or. All right. Yeah, I'll accept that as well. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, in All that right. case, I guess we'll close off on this episode and then uh, we'll prepare for the next one coming up. Sounds good. Talk to you later, cool. Darius. Later, Governor. Bye. Peace.